Hey, this is Chris Torres. I'm the youth pastor here at Embrace Fellowship Church, and this is the Embrace Students podcast. If it's your first time tuning in, welcome. Thanks for checking us out. I hope that you can enjoy today's message. Okay, so we're going to be reading out of uh, the book of Mark. Thank you. That's the right one. Uh, it's book of Mark, chapter 4, verse 35. Uh, it says, On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leading the crowd, they took him with them in the boat. They're talking about Jesus. They took Jesus in the boat and them being the disciples. Okay. We're, we're all on the same page. Good. Okay. <laughs> Just as he was. And other boats were with him. And 37, it says, And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. So there's this giant storm going on, and these waves are just pummeling the boat, and it's just crashing into it, and they're just terrified. And Jesus is chilling, all right? He's taking one of those after church on Sunday naps, right? All right, so he's, he's just up in the front, little head on the cushion, got a Snuggie wrapped around him, right? You know what a Snuggie is? Is that still a thing, Right? Yeah, it's like a bathrobe they put on backwards, and they shot commercials and made millions of dollars. Yeah, it's the dumbest thing ever, and it's comfortable, and I love it. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're going to continue. Um, <laughs> so they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Let's pray. God, I, I just thank you for the opportunity to share your word tonight. God, I, I pray that you just open up hearts, you just soften hearts where they've been hardened. Lord, I, I pray that everything that I say tonight is, is just all of you and none of me, God, that your way is better than ours. And, and I thank you for every person in this room. And I, I pray that they just all receive something from you and you just break chains and you break the bondage on their hearts, God. Amen. All right. So you guys ready to get real? All right. Uh, I'm really nervous and awkward. So if I do finger guns, I'm sorry. And... <laughs> Uh, and <laughs> I, if I look at my notes a lot, it's because I'm nervous. Um, so forgive me, please. Um, but the series has been pretty real for a lot of us, including me. Um, we're continuing. You asked for it. This is the fourth and final week. You guys voted for all these topics that you guys wanted to hear about. And I don't know, how many of you were here when they voted? Because I was not. You, one. <laughs> That's exciting. This is for you. <laughs> Probably, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it was anonymous. But, <laughs> um, but tonight's message is about a topic that was voted for more than any other. That's why we saved it for last. Um, tonight, I'm going to be talking with you about depression and anxiety. And we're going to jump pretty much right into this because uh, there's a lot to cover. Pastor Chris asked each of us uh, that spoke this month to share uh, a message with you based on situations that we're familiar with. And that goes to say that I'm no stranger to depression. Uh, I've struggled with depression for as long as I remember. In fact, um, I just recently started overcoming depression a few months ago. And how many of you would have guessed that? Maybe one. <laughs> um, but 
it went back as, as far as I can remember, all the way to middle school, maybe even before that. And at times it was debilitating. Some days I, I couldn't eat or I wouldn't be able to stop eating. Uh, <laughs> there's evidence of that. But that's true. Sometimes people will eat their feelings. Like, it's just how they cope. And uh, some days I wouldn't be able to get out of bed or even say a single word to my wife for the whole day. And I forced myself into solitude away from my friends and the people that loved me and cared about me. And then I hated that I was alone after I did that. Ironic. Um, <laughs> and then sometimes I was fine. At least that's what everyone thought. It was when I was social and cheerful and when I was acting fine and happy and, and that was actually when I was at my lowest points. It was then that I was considering taking my own life. Sadly for some, that's the outcome of depression. They lose a battle with their own mind and they do something they're never gonna be able to correct. Now, I like to break down things and, and learn about problems, uh, especially big ones. I just like to kind of tear them apart and figure out what, you know, what makes things happen. So I want to look at details and figure out thing, like why things are the way they are. That's just who I am. So I want to talk to you guys about the major causes of depression. Just some. There's a lot, but I'm going to cover some of the most major ones um, so we can dissect them. We're going to break it into two, two categories. Abuse, bullying, or trauma, and loneliness, loss, and abandonment. Now, if you have depression, there's a chance you've experienced at least one of these things. I personally fall into both categories, and a lot of people do. Um, we have long lives, and a lot of stuff happens. Um, so let's go ahead and start by looking at that first category, abuse, bullying, or trauma. Now, these are things that happen to us, physically or mentally, especially early in life. Most people that sustain abuse or trauma, it typically happens, they're typically affected before they turn 18. Uh, this can come from being bullied or neglected or uh, physical, verbal, or even sexual abuse. Any number of these things can cause your brain to be shocked, right? They can cause such turmoil in your thoughts that you don't know what to do. Sometimes your mind will make you blame yourself for what happened to you. Or sometimes it'll make you feel worthless or less than. But Jesus, that's like my favorite line ever, but Jesus says that you are set free of bondage, of pain, of trauma, and that your heart and your mind are guarded by the peace of God. I'm going to tell you guys a story. Is that all right? So I want to talk to you guys about a young man by the name of Chase. Not the Chase you guys know. Um, <laughs> so Chase was one of my best friends in high school. He's a really cool kid. Um, we hung out all the time. We went to youth group together. We had classes together. Uh, we stayed after school together. Um, but in, even though I was so close to him, I never really knew everything about him. Right? I, I didn't know what was going on in his head. I didn't know what was going on in his personal life. What I didn't know, what he wasn't telling anybody, is that he was being abused by a family member for years from the time he was a child. He was struggling with depression because of it, and he was too afraid to tell anyone. See, he had all these examples around him of men. His family were all Marines, 
all of his friends' parents were all big, tough guys. All of his friends tried to be, right? And they didn't show when they were in pain. So he followed suit. He didn't want to look weak. So eventually, all this started getting to him, and he started acting out. He started drinking and doing drugs and sleeping around, and he started disobeying his mother. And one night on the 4th of July, they got into a really big fight. And he left the house, and he came over to my place just because he wanted to get away from it all. So we hung out. We popped fireworks, and he stayed, he stayed late into the night, and he stayed up with us, I think, until like 2 or 3 a.m., just talking and hanging out. But he still never opened up and shared what was happening. Even when he was smiling and joking around, on the inside, he was hurting. He was aching for it all to stop. And so he told us all that he was going to go walk home and try to, make, try to make up with his mom. And he left. He didn't make it inside to talk to her. He took his life in her front yard. None of us could help him because we never knew what was going on. He never asked for help. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Bear one another's burdens. How will anyone reach out and help you if you never bear your burdens with them? Now on to the second category. We're going to talk about loneliness, loss, and abandonment. Is that up there? Yeah, she's good. By show of hands, how many of you have ever felt lonely? Everybody, pretty much. If you haven't, cool. Uh, <laughs> sometimes it happens in our social lives. Like, we don't have many people we can rely on or hang out with or just people that we can share our interests with, just friends that we can, you know, lean on and chat with about what we like and don't like. And sometimes it can feel like people just don't care. Sometimes it happens at home. Families are more broken than ever before. People are growing up with less support, one or no parents, nobody older who's gone through what they're going through to try to guide them. All right, I want to do an experiment here. If everybody can close their eyes and bow their heads, or the invert, as Ben likes to say. <laughs> um, Everyone just close your eyes for a second. Bow your heads. Nobody looking around. I just want to do a quick experiment. This is an experiment that a pastor did when I was younger. Everyone keep your head bowed and your eyes closed. And raise your hand if you're a child of divorce. If your parents are no longer together, you only have one of your biological parents in your home. All right, keep your hands raised. Now raise your hand if you lost a parent they passed away. They're no longer here. Everyone, please keep your hands raised. And if uh, my leaders can raise their hands to those questions, if they fit, open your eyes. Keep your hands raised. About two-thirds of everyone in the room, maybe a little bit more, almost all of our leaders. 
You see, thank you guys. Um, you can go back. <laughs> you see, so many of us feel abandonment because we don't have our mother or our father around to guide us, to nurture us. And sometimes that's all we want. More than anything. Now, some of this depression can be caused by losing a parent, maybe a family member, maybe a really good friend. Now, my parents broke up when I was 15. My mother was abusive, and my dad was really distant because he was always just trying to make it through his own life. So I had already felt abandoned long before they broke up. Then I, I gained a great relationship with my dad after they broke up. And that lasted all of a couple years or so. Then he decided to move to another state. I stayed to finish high school. My mother soon followed to move back home with her mother and, uh, and her sisters. And um, I was just broken. I was beaten by abandonment. I felt that I had no one around me that loved me. I still felt abandoned even after my wife and I got together. Not by her, but I felt like I didn't have a family. You see, we'd always go to her family's house for these big, huge Thanksgiving gatherings and these big Christmas things, and, and that just wasn't normal to me. We didn't have holidays because they just ended in fights. And... You know how couples will, well, a lot of times they'll switch off. You know, for Thanksgiving, we're going to my parents and for Christmas, we'll go to yours. Well, that just didn't happen with us because I didn't really have anybody to go to. And I'm not, you know, making this a pity party, just explaining where I'm coming from. Um, but I just felt like I didn't have a family. Most of my sisters have all moved around several times and we weren't really close in the first place. I just felt alone and I spiraled into the, the deepest pit that I've ever been in. You see, depression is a thief. It's a pickpocket, swiping a memory here and there, an emotion, a plan for the afternoon, part of a conversation. It's a burglar. It leaves behind empty surfaces and containers that used to be filled with childhood and marriage and friendship. And it's a mugger, stepping out of the dark, threatening and taking the carelessness of the night away. It's a kidnapper. Stalking, silencing, tying up, holding captive until days or weeks later, you stumble back home wondering how you even survived. It's like that sometimes. Now, the modern church will often tell you that God won't give you more than you can handle. How many of you have been told that? I was told that when my parents broke up. Uh, I went to the church asking for advice, and that's what I was told. Um, fun fact, it doesn't say that in the Bible. I checked. Um, I, I was looking really hard just today because I was like, wait, that's not right. And the scripture that everyone quotes to get there is actually talking about temptation when you read it in context. And that's kind of an important thing to do read in context. Um, in fact, in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, Paul says this, 
For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength, beyond our strength, that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. Sounds like depression to me or something like it. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will deliver us. On him, we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. He directly says that he had more than he could handle and that his only way out was through God. This is going to bring me back to my main scripture. We're going to read it again. There you go. On that day when the evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was, and the other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the storm, asleep, or sorry, he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. He said to them, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Jesus's disciples were in this terrifying storm. They thought all hope was lost and they were scared. They even asked Jesus, do you even care? Verse 39, he woke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. He did that. All right, I have a little uh, illustration. Um, so I have a couple things here. We're gonna start with this. These are spaghetti noodles. They are very thin and brittle and delicious with marinara sauce. And Amen. all right, so each one of these noodles is gonna represent a path. You see, there's there's different types of uh, for the sorry for the different types of depression and the different causes. There's a way out. It might be through medication or therapy. It might be through changing your environment. It might be diet and exercise or self-care. All these things are great. There's different paths each person has to take. They're all in the same way. But I can be a testament to tell you that they all start at the same place too. When you head down these paths by yourself, they're brittle. They're weak. They can be crushed and crumble as soon as the weight of the world presses down on them. All right. I have other things. I borrowed these from work. Probably not going to return them. Um, <laughs> okay, I promise I will return them. As a long-term borrow, thank you. Um, <laughs> so these things represent the same paths. 
but with Jesus in the middle. So you've accepted Jesus and he's walking with you down these paths hand in hand so that when the weight of the world comes down, they don't break, they don't even bend. They don't waver. I hate you. I love you. Because for all of these things that can help you get out of depression, they're great, but your path from depression starts with Jesus. I'm not going to tell you that it's magically going to go away automatically. That is the case for some people, but for most it's not. Maybe you don't have the willpower to go to your doctor and talk about medication. Maybe you don't have the courage to ask your parents for a therapist. Maybe you don't have anyone to confide in. Maybe you feel unloved and you think there's no way out. Well, Jesus is that way out. He is at the start of it all, waiting with open arms. Our problem lies with not turning to him. Not just with depression, but with anxiety and stress and lust and addiction, our identity, peer pressure, or relationships, or all these things that we've talked about. When we turn to what the world thinks, or to social media, or to what our heart tells us, we fail ourselves every single time. Because his ways are better than ours. We need to put all of us aside and just allow him to work. The things that you think you need to get through a difficult time are almost always wrong. But Jesus never is. Some of us are going through storms. Storms that we don't think we can make it through. We can't see land anymore. We're afraid that there's no hope. That the only thing to do, sorry, and the only thing to do is to turn to Jesus and tell him, Father, I'm afraid. I don't know how to make it through this. These feelings don't pass. And he will calm the wind and the waves and wrap you in an embrace so powerful that you'll never want to leave his presence. Verse 41, it said, And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Because when all seems lost, Jesus is the only one that can command the storm away. That's the person I want in my boat when I'm going through a storm. Because when you're feeling hurt and damaged and worthless, God calls us into his arms. In Psalm 34, verse 17, it says, When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. So we should cry out to God. Instead of letting the enemy whisper things in our ear, and instead of believing these things about ourselves, we should look at who God says we are. And for those of you who are, who are feeling alone or abandoned, and that you're just scared, like you have no one who loves you, look into the book of Isaiah. Verse 41.10, it's a pretty popular quote. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not, be, be not dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. 
God says very clearly, I am with you. I will help you. I will strengthen you. Now, when I started leaning into God, his word told me that I'm loved and that I'm protected and that I'm never alone and that I have a loving father who is always there for me. And he changed a lot of things in my life. I found some really good friends, several of which are in this room, and I made my own little family with God at the center. And I know that if Haley and I ever have kids that we'll put God first in our family so that our kids will never have to go through what I went through. And that when they do face trials and storms that they will know to turn to Jesus. And it's my hope that we can teach you all the same thing. I don't believe in accidents when it comes to God. Like Aaron said last week, God doesn't make mistakes. You're in this room for a reason. Maybe God needs you to hear this. Maybe you know someone that's dealing with depression or suicidal thoughts. Maybe you need to be equipped to reach out to them. Maybe someone loves you so much and doesn't want to lose you and they dragged you here with them. Maybe God is arming and preparing you for a storm you haven't even gone through yet. But I know there's at least one person in this room that needs a way out of depression right now. I know someone here needs to feel loved or needs to lay down all this pain that you've collected and are holding on to like it's the only part of you that has value. Because when you can't do it anymore and you're broken and you're beaten down and you're screaming and crying out, someone love me, someone see me, he hears you. And he's screaming back, I do. Look to me and I'll show you the greatest love you've ever known. Will you bow your heads, please? Jesus, I ask a calling over every broken heart here to come to you right now. If you're in this room tonight and you have been fighting depression or anxiety because you've been through difficult things a young person shouldn't have to go through and you have nowhere left to turn and you're just ready to ask Jesus for help, would you just slip up your hand? Nobody looking around. Thank you. Now, if you feel like you're stuck and you're alone and you've spent so much time in the state of mourning for your past relationships or if you lost someone that you relied on and you feel unloved, would you slip up your hand? Thank you. I'm just going to ask my leaders to come to the front. Um, I'm just going to keep it very simple tonight. We're going to open up the altar. If you raise your hand tonight, or even if you didn't, but you know you should have, we're going to have the leaders up here to listen to you and, and pray with you. We're just going to have some worship music praying, and you're welcome to stay as long as you'd like. Well, hey, thanks again for tuning in this week. We really hope that you were blessed by today's message. Why don't you consider sharing this message with a friend who may need it? And if you really liked it, subscribe to this podcast to hear more messages like this one. Remember, you are loved. Have a blessed week.